Well, well, well. Welcome back to another week in Friends and Low Expectations. We are normally three friends in Low Expectations, but tonight we are two friends in Low Expectations. So this lonely. Is a, so lonely. This is a, a commission Philly uh, duo this week. Extravaganza. I don't know. Insert fun adjective here. We could probably make up an ad lib for that. Um, but yes, we are... Sadly, without Keith for this week um, and potentially next week as well, we're still uh, having our our uh, legal team talking with his legal team to try to get this uh, matter resolved. But uh, we are looking um, bleak we right are, now, Philly. We are OBJ and he is Nike, and we are just looking to sort through I, this. I have no, I have no idea what happened there. I saw his, I saw OBJ's like post about it or whatever, but I have no idea like that there was beef going on. I have no idea. Uh, I, was I don't know what it's about or, um, I don't, I don't know, but apparently there's maybe there's a major was, beef there. So maybe he was promised another signature shoe or something like that, but no idea. Wow. Just surprises. Well, there goes my hopes of re-releasing the, uh, the ones that you have. Oh yeah. The LSU two seventies. You could probably find them on like, I got mine on eBay for relatively cheap. So, I think I paid we'll see. a little over a hundred dollars for them at the time. So, and I mean, they were gently worn. Now they're very much worn, but you know, <laughs> that is neither here nor there. Um, but welcome back friends and friends in low expectation and friends of low expectations. Uh, I am the commish. That's a pretty nice one actually. <laughs> I'm joined uh, this week with my co-host and super producer pulling double duties this week, Philly. Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And we have a pretty good show for you this week. Uh, a lot of good content, Some uh, obviously some returning favorites. We're going to quick rundown of the show this evening. We're going to blaze through another two-minute drill this week uh go for continue continue our winning records we're gonna chat through some waiver wire targets and some uh potential drops we're gonna continue with our pickums go over the results from last week uh, at least the the standings and then talk about our picks for this week we're gonna talk a little bit about playoffs playoffs are i think i think i looked at we we finally got the the notification on on the app that said we are i want to say like i don't remember 21 days five hours, 38 minutes away from, from playoffs. And so we want to talk through some percentages of uh, what that's going to look like and uh, maybe some, some crazy things that could happen with that. Uh, we're going <laughs> to, we have some people who are, uh, their, their seats are starting to heat up. Uh, so we're going to have getting to talk a about hot. the hot seat. Getting and, a little hot. No, it's getting, it's getting spicy. It's not quite spicy, but it's, uh, it's getting, we're there. talking like it. We're talking at least seasoning your chicken with a little bit of pepper, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, the, and the, there's, the uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but, uh, man, there's, um, some, some folks are entering the hot seat and some, and some spectacular ways. And, and some folks are, um, you know, kind of reserving, uh, continuing to reserve their space on the hot seat, uh, in some heartbreaking ways as well. So it's going to be, um, <laughs> we have a, we have a, for those of you not in the league, we have quite the recap, uh, for you this week. So 
Maybe maybe we'll do a rundown of, uh, of where the league. I mean, we'll do that maybe during the playoffs talk, but talk about where the people are in the league standings wise, and uh, I think we'll definitely talk about what's going to happen these next two weeks and what what could happen because I think position I, I think positions probably two through eight are probably still undetermined of, of what that order is going to look like. I'm not saying that position eight could finish at number two, but uh, really in that sweet spot of the, the four to six, four to seven is, is really uh, up for grabs right now. Nine and 10 are, uh, they are darn near set in stone. Uh, darn near a lot. Drastic yeah. things happen. Yeah. Um, well, I, but, actually, I would just say 10, honestly, now, we can go you know, into it more later, but, um, but maybe, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get, let's get into it later. We'll let the, the yeah. people decide, but I, uh, I think there's, there's quite a bit of flexibility, uh, you know, as we end this season. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the scenarios. Cause I think this is one of the things that, that gets me most excited. We're going to end with, uh, a mailbag question, comment, concern. I don't know. Well, well, again, this is a we report, you decide kind of situation, and then we'll close out the show. It should be uh, should be a great show. Obviously, uh, not nearly as lively as uh, as we would be with the the personality that is Keith, uh, but well, we're going to do it justice. Um, but we're before cool. we get into the two minute before we get into the two minute drill, I had uh, I had seen some. Oh, I just want to <laughs> see if you do you do you listen to the New Heights podcast by the Kelsey Bros. I don't. I don't. Have you seen any clips? I've seen a, I've seen a clip or two, um, but, n- if I, but nothing. If I give like... you, if I send you a clip right now, could you play this just on air, just just for uh, the sake of my the point I'm going to make, try and make. Um, let's see, or maybe yeah. I just put it in the chat. So see if you can see if you pull that up, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll try to make a point real quick. Huh? It's a short one. I think it's like less than a minute. But it's uh, it was from their podcast, I guess, on the Eagles bye week, and so it was um, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, and then Jalen Hurts. Me. And I'll tell you what vibes I get from it. <laughs> Let's do this. And... He's just getting the video queued up to play so that we can kind of follow along on on their journey. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Kelsey Bros, Jason and Travis, started a podcast this year. Um, it, it 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 sounds like from everything that they've talked about, uh, it's kind of similar vibes. I get similar vibes to kind of some of the things that we do. Uh, they talk about like it's a great way for them to connect because uh, they said like when they're in season, they you know may not go weeks or months without chatting and uh they're like it gives us a reason to chat on a weekly basis so i get kind of the same vibes from from our podcast because it gives us a reason to connect on a weekly basis when you know all three of us are so busy so uh it's kind of a cool kind of a cool thing listening to when they're talking about it and i was like oh i can i can definitely relate to this obviously they get a little bit more high profile uh special guests you know like uh paul rudd jalen hurts you name it peyton manning i think is going to be on at some point, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good podcast. If you're into podcasts and you're looking for something outside of 
friends and low expectations because obviously we can only provide so much content. So here is the only problem. Let me hold on. Could you just share your screen and uh, I can't do that in the new and uh, and what's it called? I can't do it in Riverside. Let me share my. I can share my screen if you want. Oh I, no, I can't share with audio. I'm good. I got this. <laughs> Window. Soft edge tab. Okay. This whole time I'm trying to download the video and I could have just done this yeah. the whole time. So that's great. Um, that's what I was hoping you were going to do. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I made it there eventually. And the viewers are still here. So, all right. We good? Can you see it? Yep. Yep. Radio guy. Something's wrong with the radio. You don't know what's going on with the radio. He's looking at you. You, you got it, Jalen. You got it. Fourth and one. Fourth and one. What are you dialing up? All right, that's all. That's all. That's really all I needed from that clip. But don't you get some real like kill a Trav, Keith vibes that they kind of like right. similar personality. So I was telling Keith, I was like, I'm getting kind of killer. I get killer Trav vibes from you, and I'm kind of like sexy Batman, who's obviously Jason Kelsey uh, for myself. Um, and then they obviously have a super producer as well. But uh, I think I think it's a kind of a relatable point. I thought sexy but, Batman was a. Uh was Devonta Smith, which also works. No, for he's, you. he's, uh, he's, he's slim Batman. Oh, slim Batman. Skinny ba he's, he's skinny Batman. Darius Slay said that Jason Kelsey is sexy Batman. So mm. if Slay says it, then it's true. So, okay. Yeah. I, but, um, I, I gotta admit that, um, that clip gives me, uh, right. Gives me, gives me real They're keeper like, vibes. Right. that's what I'm saying. There was, I was like, I was like, y'all are like, that's like the energy that he omits. They're it's just very they, similar. Honestly, I don't know. They they look kind of similar. Yeah, if Keith were to grow a few inches and then also just like be quit really bulking and yeah, less bulking, more cutting. Like he could be kill a trap. I could see it. He's gonna take offense <laughs> to that. <laughs> it's a compliment though. It's really a compliment. I know you mean it as a compliment. <laughs> He's I mean, gonna ask, what do you mean by that? Bulk, I mean, it's always bulking season. But. All right, so uh, so you want to jump into this two minute drill? Yeah, let's get her going. Uh, we've we've been pretty good this year. Um, I can run yeah. us a, a timer here, and then um, and we will see how we go. And uh, if you want to lead us off, uh, do the honors of, of presenting of presenting my matchup, and we'll get right. this going here. Let me know when. Whenever you're ready. All right, here we go in three, two, one. First up, we've got Camara's Gridiron Gang versus Magic School Bus. Needing a win to stay in the playoff hunt, Gridiron Gang looked to put together back-to-back -to -back wins while slowing down the Red Hot School Bus. However, a case of the Tinkers bit the gang, who left nearly 50 on their bench between Rodgers and Connor. School Bus got all he needed with a monster performance by Fields and a bounce-back game by Cook. School Bus wins this one, 114.95. The Fighting Houseplants versus Kraft's Personal Masseuse. And what may be the upset of the week this week, the Houseplants get a crucial win thanks to 20-plus point games from Allen, Jacobs, Pollard, and Taylor. 
KPM had a disappointing week highlighted by letdown performances and 32 points on the bench between Pickens and Mostert. The houseplants take this one 119-101. The Michael Carter 3 versus Bunghole Burglars. In the Who's Your Daddy game of the week, Carter 3 scores a big win over the reeling Burglars. Kicked off by a big day from Foreman for Carter 3 and a letdown performance by Patterson for the Burglars in the Thursday night game. Carter 3 pulled away early and didn't look back as six players outpaced projections and the Burglars see just Williams and the Vikings DB projections. Carter 3 hammers the Burglars 131-83. Devonta's Inferno versus Hines and Mike Johnson. In a matchup featuring the top two scoring teams in the league, this one lived up to expectations. Inferno scored 140 thanks to big days from Mahomes, Diggs, and Godwin, putting up a total that would have beaten every other team this week. However, the surging Johnsons saw four players get over 20 points this week, led by Lamb and Kirk Cousins. The Johnsons score a critical win in this one, 168-140. The Fellas in the Jets versus Death Taxes and Kickers. Our game of the week featured a last-second loss thanks to a fumble on a lateral during the last play of the game on Monday night. The Jets and DTK appeared to be neck-and-neck going into Monday night with DTK starting Gibson and McLaurin and the Jets starting Smith. Smith lost fumble on a lateral with the Jets up by .06, cost them the game later. DTK squeaks by the Jets, 123-120. And we came in at 157. Woo! That one's Woo! tight. And, uh, tight window, only, it, it, but so this is my first time doing the two-minute drill, and I, I feel I, like I did pretty good. You killed it. Other other than uh, mistaking Christian Kirk for Kirk Cousins, but uh, well, uh, whatever. Yeah, Carl, Carl. Yeah, uh, trust me. I, it's uh, K- Christian Kirk putting like thirty points up. Just doesn't Carl have Kirk Cousins? Stuff. I don't know. Does he? I feel like he does. That's Did why I said it. I think that was. I think. I think Austin had Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk Cousins didn't get twenty points when I said that. Kind of seemed weird because I feel like he didn't get that much, but. Um, he got 17 points, but Christian Kirk had points. 31 and a half points. <laughs> wow. Christian Kirk. I think he, I think Carl asked me too, if he should start Christian Kirk. Yeah. You should have told him no. Those are, uh, this is the life we live. For you. Actually, I told yeah, him I that I would have started. Yeah. We were playing Warzone, and I said, that I would have started whoever played on Thursday, who he has, uh, DJ Moore. He said, mm. would you have started DJ Moore or Christian Kirk? And I said, based on matchup, I would have. Um, probably, probably smart that he didn't. So it's good. I mean, good on him for not starting DJ Moore. But based on matchup, I would have for sure. I Christian told, Kirk going uh, against Kansas City or DJ Moore going against Atlanta. Carl yeah. and I were texting back and forth this week about that game. And I, uh, he was like, he kept telling me, and Carl, being the guy he is, he kept trying to tell me that he was going to lose this week, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, dude, it's it's not going to be close. And uh, he just texted me on Monday night, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. I was like, I was like, I have Dallas Goddard. You have Jalen Hurts. I was like, if Jalen Hurts does well, Dallas Goddard, or if Dallas Goddard does well, Jalen Hurts does well. I was like, it, it doesn't, it, it's not going to work like that guy. Um, yeah. And then uh, I was like, if you want to make it close, just bench Jalen Hurts. Like, then we'll have the the Eagles defense <laughs> if, against Dallas Goddard. If you really want to make it as close as you say, I would say he benches Jalen Hurts. He only beats me by three. That's game. That's of the a week close matchup. Of. I mean, I don't you. think we. I don't think we get game of the week. But you know, yeah. Uh, stay alive, stay alive. But um, that brings us to uh, some good topics of conversation. 
um, with uh, some ad drops this week. Um, so let's let's chat first. I'll, I'll go over my pick, and then we'll, we'll talk through what you have as well. So I think the 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 name of the game this week is going to be talked about injuries. I think there are some some massive injuries in the NFL this week. Uh, if we are talking about um, Zach Ertz being done for the season, you're talking about uh, shoot Cooper Cup is going to be out for at least a minimum of four weeks on the IR. Khalil Herbert went to the IR. Uh, Dallas Goddard's going to miss time. There's there's a, a just a, a an absorb I don't know an exuberant amount of injuries this week and I think the one that uh, where we have the most options is going to be that comes with the the Cooper Cup injury uh, yeah. in our in our league we have Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson both are available Van Jefferson I believe just came back from I think I don't think he's been playing I think he was hurt at the beginning of the season uh, so this is only his his third game back uh, he was on the field. 28% of the snaps last week. He had three targets, three catches, and a touchdown. So not a great stat line per se. Uh, the touchdown is nice. Nice 11-point uh, outage from him. Uh, the week before that, five targets, no catches. But with Cooper Cup being out, that production that, I mean, let's, let's, let me pull up Cup's numbers just for funsies. Um, why why, is, why you're getting... pulling that up? Uh, and that's a mm-hmm. rain on your parade. But my, my struggle sure. is that offense. Um, yeah, you know, it's, you know, if I would have, if we were sitting here week 10, 2021 saying week 10, 2022, you can't trust the Rams offense. Uh, you yeah. think, you know, you, you think I lost my mind. It, it's such an, uh, it's a crazy dynamic. You know, Matt Stafford played, mm-hmm. um, like, like a league MVP last year, won the Super Bowl, kind of, I mean, in his, in his first year and kind of said, Hey, I'm. You know, everyone that thought I was a good quarterback in Detroit, here it is. Here's the proof. I am all that's been said of me. I am a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, I'm the MVP of the league performance. And and Cooper Cup, you know, even if even if his production fell off by 25% from last year, you're still looking at a, a wide receiver five season. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you'll have you have Cup's number up, but you know it. Yeah, he he might still be producing, but that offense as a whole. Is nothing without him, and my yeah. concern is with him gone. I don't know that there's any amount of receivers that you can fill in um, in those backup roles that are going to replace that production. We're just going to see where the the. I think it'll be interesting to see where the 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 target share goes. Right. Um, right. They're they're getting looks all across the board. I think. I mean, you look at uh, Tyler Higby. He had eight targets last week. Uh, one the week before, so obviously not great. Uh, and then six the week before that. So there's targets there. Allen Robinson has surprisingly not gotten less than five targets since week two. So, I mean, actually, he's he's only had one game where he's had less than five targets. Um, so if I'm picking And the snap percentage is great. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. If I'm picking anyone of the, the people who are available, I think A-Rob is going to be the one that benefits the most from that. Um, I think Tyler Higby. So shout out. Fred, who has Tyler Higby, I think he'll see some uptick in production as well. Not that he's seeing a decrease in production, but I think, I mean, A-Rob is already getting, like I said, at least five targets a game. Um, I think he's going to hope flow well. Maybe his, he'll capitalize on that and, and really take advantage of Cup being out for yeah. four weeks. So I, if I'm... I just, if I'm my uh, concern I'm there, like it still lies that there's just not, there's not been enough production from other folks to convince me that if you take out the best player on that team... 
what a defense is going to key in on. They, there's no there's no person they have to double team, so there's not going to be anybody mm-hmm. open now. Um, you know, the run running game is not really existent, and so I mean, maybe this is a chance for the run game um, to to kind of bounce back. But there's there's not a heavy hitter at running back that's going to you know really draw much attention either. So no. you know, if you're a defense, you don't have to to do much to defend this group. And, and Allen Robinson, to your point, should be the ben- main benefactor here, but he's not, I mean, he's got a decent target share, but he's not really shown um, that he can produce for that target share. So it'll be interesting to see, yeah. but I mean, so- someone does have to fill that void and it being a PPR league, you know, I, don't, I think w- one of those folks is going to get you enough week in and week out to justify it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he has a pretty decent matchup. Looking at the matchups for the next four weeks, they got New Orleans, Kansas City, Seattle, and Las Vegas. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Christian Kirk burned the the Chiefs uh, this past week. Um, Seattle, it was as prone. They're one of the worst pass defenses in the league as well. Las Vegas is a mess. So they could take advantage of it, or they could continue that inconsistency and then kind of fall off. So like I said, if I'm, if I'm looking for a wide receiver, I'd probably go a Rob in this situation, but let's talk about, let's talk about what you've got written down for yours. Uh, Philly. Yeah. So I've got uh, Christian Watson and Drake London. Um, you both are um, at this point, boomer bust pickups. And so that will be my disclaimer for um, this waiver target. They're going to be again, boomer bust. Um, Christian Watson is boomer bust because he's playing in an offense and he's not named Devontae Adams. Uh, if you play in the Packers offense and you're not a generational talent like Devonta Adams, then you're you're going to have weeks where Aaron Rodgers doesn't target you and you're going to have weeks where he targets you every down. Um, and so that's where Christian Watson falls. Obviously, he had a monster week. Um, I think that it comes back down to earth. I don't think he's going to put up monster weeks uh, consecutively like that. Um, but I do think... Um, even if he doesn't have the same production they had this week, I think he's a good lock for 10 to 15 points every week, so long as he's healthy. Um, he's got the talent. Um, him and Rogers seem to have a good rapport. Alan Lazard might miss some time, um, you know, which again kind of depletes the target share there. Um, the he, the thing with I think for me with all Packers receivers, again not named Devonta Adams, is that he he's going to be somewhat touchdown dependent. What I mean by that is Rogers is going to, is going to find the open guy, which is one of the great things about him as a quarterback is that he's able to find whoever, similar to Tom Brady. Um, You see the random Tom Brady threw a pass to some random guy for a touchdown every week. Um, That's kind of how Rogers is as well. And so you're not going to guarantee those six points each week. So it's just going to kind of depend on, on catches and yards, um, this is where I think Christian Watson could shine in the next couple weeks, particularly if Lazard misses time. Um, you know, they're going to need somebody that's quick um, and and somebody that's that's got some, a good skill set with them. So I think uh, Watson's a good target, um, particularly if you are a Lazard owner and you need somebody to fill that gap. Um, I'll say for I think for your I think I'll speak for your picks. I don't know if you agree or not, but for my picks as well, I think. There's not really anybody on the waiver wire in any position that is a plug and play starter for you. So if you like, if you're looking for somebody to replace a starter long term, I don't know that the waiver is going to be it. Uh, and the trade deadline is this week, so 
Uh, if you're a, if you're an owner in this league, you probably need to start looking at ways you can bolster your roster if you're missing some folks. Because I, I don't I don't see anybody that is a league winner um, on the waivers. I see folks that can help you get through a bye week or help you get through a short injury spell. Um, I think people, there are people that have the potential, but I don't see anybody that it's consistent enough for me to, uh, to say, yeah, I'm going to replace, you know, one of my starters with this, with this person. Um, I think, the second uh, piece, the second, the second, go ahead. I think I was just going to say, I think the only one, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. The only one right now that I'm seeing on the waiver wires that I would consider a starter going forward, maybe, um, would be Cole Komet or Corey Komet. Um, and this is like based off of like the past three games and the kind of the, the emergence of Justin Fields is playing out of his mind. Um, but I mean, right. 20 point games back to back. I mean, it, I mean, things are looking up and maybe that continues. Like, like I said, it's a risk, but he's the only one I would consider right now. If I'm taking a risk and, and in serious need of a tight end, that's probably the only one I would be like, yeah, I could plug him in for the rest of the year. But again, that's a risk. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. You know, um, and, and I could say the same thing for Christian Watson. Like if you are really mm-hmm. depleted and there's some folks in our league that are really depleted, um, that could be a person for you. Um, that again, you just have to be okay with the fact that it may be boom or bust. <clears throat> um, there's some folks that I think when they boom are going to boom. Um, Cole Komet being one of them, um, another person that could be, uh, depending on how injuries f- uh, pan out on their team is Isaiah likely, um, tied in for the Ravens. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's had a couple good games back to back. He's shown some good rapport with Lamar Jackson. If Mark Andrews misses time, we know that Lamar Jackson loves to throw to the tight end as evidenced by how good Mark Andrews has been the past couple of years. Um, and so, you know, Isaiah likely is likely a person that would, um, get you some good points. Um, Drake London is the other person I had on my on my list, and um, you know, as a uh, season long Drake London holder until last week, um, he got double digits for the first time since week three. Um, and the person I picked him up in place of um, got like four points. So uh, egg on my face there. Um, I think he's worth rostering, uh, which is obviously why I've held him on for so long. Um, but again. It's a boomer bust thing, and it uh, if you if you've got space in your roster to hold somebody like that, great. Um, my my thought for Drake was always to hold him and, and try to use him as trade bait. Um, if he ever kind of got back in rhythm, and he got back in rhythm, I think just a week or two um, too late to to make any real trade runs. So um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I, I think that if Drake London had a just like a was on a I don't know if the Falcons around him were slightly better I think he would be just producing at a crazy level because he's getting good targets um I mean he's just not probably getting balls that he can catch uh so it's just yeah maybe put a you know Aaron Rodgers in at quarterback for the Falcons and maybe you know you go from three points on a weekly basis on seven targets to you know Seven seven catches on seven targets, so I think that's an interesting one, and he has good matchups going down the stretch. So I think it's just hard to trust the Falcons. Period. So yeah, but let's let's talk drops. 
Uh, we didn't write anyone down. Um, but I think there's, <laughs> I, plenty, I have somebody. there's plenty out there. There's plenty. I mean, like I said, we could point to any of the tight ends that, that got hurt this week. I mean, like, you could move them to your IR if you really wanted to. But what's the, you know, are you really going to, I mean... Zach Ertz is done for the season. Is it? Are you going to use him as a keeper for next year? Probably not. So, I mean, there's others to look at. Um, like I said, Khalil Herbert could be one. I think. I don't even. I don't even think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you know Benjamin would be one that I would consider as the drop of the week yeah. this week for me. Uh, the interesting thing is, I mean, we have the the um, words. Uh, we have the IR slot. So, you know, if, if there are yeah. folks. Um, that are injured now that you might get back in time for the playoffs. It's great. But to your point, mm -hmm. there's quite a few folks that, um, you know, are, are not going to be back <laughs> this season. They're not going to be likely mm -hmm. uh, keepers for next year. Um, you know, and so those are just taking up roster spots at this point. I could say Taysom Hill, maybe he's one that I, I am just a Taysom Hill critic. Uh, people, never, people... You, you're always doing Taysom Hill shit. Always, always. I don't. I don't think it's a good. I think it's like a, it'd be a weird week if I gave him praise. But yeah, as I say he had. I think most started him this week, and he put up point one. So, uh, I mean, do Love with that. it what you will, right? <laughs> do with it what you will. But uh, I think there's better options out there. Um, so, all right, let's let's hear what you have for your your drop of the week. So not that we need to improve this team any more than it. Uh, it already is, but um, I actually have one for you. Oh, uh, Clyde Edwards Elair. That's a good. That's a good pick. Um, he is a. He was probably drafted fairly high, uh, probably in the top six, seven rounds of a draft in most leagues. Um, you know, uh, the proposed starter for the for the Chiefs. Uh, the interesting thing here is that typically there's a star back um, in Kansas City, and. It typically changes, particularly under this this Andy Reid offense. It's you know it changes you know every couple of weeks. There'll be this the hot commodity for three or four weeks, and then it's somebody else for three or four weeks, and then it rolls back to the previous person, and it kind of just shifts like that. They've not really had that. Clydro had an amazing start to the season, um, and if you were a smart owner and sold him <laughs> at the beginning of the season, you probably could have gotten a ton of value for him. Um, but the numbers were showing and. Num you know, numbers don't lie. Carl would love that. Google Sheets, Excel, numbers <laughs> don't lie. Um, he was touchdown dependent. He had been touchdown dependent, um, and that's continued all season. And so if you look at all of his games, he's not getting a ton of yardage. Um, you know, he, he's not really carrying the ball much. He's not getting a ton of looks out of the backfield. He's getting the touchdowns. And uh, that's great. The weeks he gets touchdowns, the weeks he doesn't. Uh, last week he had a zero burger, a nothing burger. Um, yeah, I could I the scored the same amount of points in, in yeah. fantasy football as, as Clyde Edwards Eli did last week. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you if you've got I had a better stat line too, yeah, I probably did. Sitting on my couch, I probably had a better stat line. So, um, actually, I probably got more cardio than him. Uh, with how much my heart rate was going <laughs> during the uh, the Bills Vikings game. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, not that your team needs any more help. So if you'd like to keep them and just maybe make yourself look a little human, uh, that'd be great too. But, um, you know, that'd be a drop across uh, the landscape. So if you're a, if you're a 
non-league member and you're listening and you're looking for for a drop, if you own Clyde, um, I'd drop him. And I would definitely not take any trades for him uh, at, that, at that rate either. No, so you could look at either of the other backs in uh, in Kansas City over him right now. It looks like Pacheco is the uh, he's definitely the guy carrying the ball. He's had the most in sixteen carries last game. Uh, Jarek McKinnon had I want to say like six or eight targets, maybe how many targets did he have? He had eight targets, six catches. I mean, he's gotten putting up double digit points back to back weeks. So that's a good option. I, I was gonna say I, that's one I've been considering because. It's just like watching his usage dwindle, um, you know, kind of makes it makes him hard to keep. Um, but I think that's a great, great point. And let's let's uh, transition now into pickums. Let's uh, our results from last week. Looking at our weekly picks, uh, I'm sitting at five and five. Keith is at seven and three. Philly is at seven and three. Uh, for our lock of the week, we are all one and one. Uh, for our dog of the week, I am 0-2, Keith is 1-1, Philly is 1-1, and then our sleeper of the week last week, tough week for for all of us, I would say. Uh, Keith picked George Kittle, he was projected for 12 points, his actual was 3.1, I picked Cordero Patterson, projected 10.8, actual 3.0. Philly picked Marcus Mariota, projected 17.07, actual 21.74, so that's the only one who actually kind of overperformed last week uh not by much i'm giving but... myself two and oh on that yeah 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 yeah. i was gonna say i think i'm one and one on mine and yeah feel yeah definitely two now so we're gonna talk this week uh for our picks um we'll keep it like i said brief and get to the rest of the, the other segments we have uh obviously since keith is not here we are going to be replacing keith with a magic eight ball um and uh, various other methods of determining um, the picks that we have. So let's kick us off with the fighting house plants versus Camara's gridiron gang. Um, all right, Keith, let's, uh, let's kick us off. I got the magic eight ball shooken up. Um, the question is, will Fern beat Camara's gridiron gang? Magic eight ball says, ask again later. One more time. Will Fern beat Kamara's Gridiron Gang? Don't count on it. All right. Wow. All right. Keep going with an upset. Wow. Okay. Sheesh. That's a bold move, Cotton. Sheesh. Sheesh. Well, so um, so Fern is favored right now based on um, based on projections. Um, obviously, there'll be some roster tinkering that goes on, replacing bye weeks. Um, Fern has uh, Jonathan Taylor on the bench currently that I'm assuming that will change. Um, and uh, Ed, Curtis Samuel, potentially Kenyon Drake. So he's got some, some choices here. Um, for me, that's, that's the piece here. Um, when you go through um, Austin's starting lineup, it's not bad, but there's no one really to to replace uh, with, with bench players. The bench depth's just not there. And um, Ed Fern, to his credit, has a 56% chance of winning right now with uh, Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor, Adam Thielen, Curtis Samuel on the bench. Um, so I just I just feel like I got to give it to Fern here. Um, the the other only other thing I'll say is that um, the matchups for both teams are fairly tough. 
Um, you know, there's some, for those of you that use sleeper, the, the teams, um, will show up in green or red, or kind of just like a neutral gray color, depending on how tough the matchup is, uh, based on defense or offense or whatever. Um, and, uh, Austin has a lot more red on his, but we're hitting a lot of tough divisional matchups this week as well. And so there's a lot of ones that are, that are green that, um, if it's a divisional, you know, the, the Bengals go to Pittsburgh. Um, that's going to be a, a, a knockdown drag out, uh, regardless of how good either team is on either side of the ball. So I'm leaning, uh, fighting house plants here. Yeah, I'm going to go fighting house plants as well. Uh, you said it pretty well that Austin lacks depth, especially with Cooper cup getting hurt. Uh, it's hard to replace that type of volume and production. He does have a trade uh, proposed with Carl where he would receive George Kittle and, oh geez, who was it? Was it? DJ Moore? No, he would get... Yeah, he would get DJ Moore. So, I don't know if that's... A, it almost feels like a like-for-like like trade. I, I think TJ Hawkinson and George Kittle are probably pretty comparable. And Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore maybe a slight upgrade with DJ or Deontay Johnson uh, for Carl. But I don't, I don't think that that is going to be a world beater by any means. Uh, so, I'm going to stick with Fern on this one. Next up, we have... The fellas in the Jets versus the Michael Carter three. This is the the battle for the bottom, almost if you will. I think if I think if, <laughs> uh, if yeah, <laughs> if uh, if if Joe wins this week, um, this probably puts some heat on Keith because <laughs> he'll only be a game ahead of Joe, and Joe is not light years ahead of him in points for, but he's a significant margin ahead. So uh, you want to ask the question? And I will shake the magic eight ball. Yes. So will Joe beat Keith? The fellas in the Jets beat the Michael Carter three in week 11. Mm, shaking, shaking, shaking. My sources say no. Wow. Okay. So Keith has himself. Betting on himself, <laughs> and we we appreciate that around here. You know, we like the positive train. Uh, we we like to to bet on ourselves and and, and keep that good vibes going. Um, what I, what I'll say about this, I this is a tough one. Um, Keith has Kyler Murray, Keenan Allen out. Um, those those are from last week. Keenan Allen's not a surprise, uh, but Kyler Murray, <laughs> if he sits out again, um, it could be interesting. Um, David Carr is his backup currently. Um, looking at depth again, um, I think, um, I think Joe has the depth here. The, the problem here for Joe is his quarterback is out, um, on by. Doesn't have uh, a backup. And he doesn't have a backup. <laughs> and he doesn't have a backup. So, um, you know, to be honest, I think it's a push. I think it's a push there. I think, um, Tyler, even if Kyler Murray starts, I think. It, there's no way to trust that he's going to produce at a at an insane or elite level more so than a couple of the guys that are on the waivers right now to pick up. So, um, I I actually have a slight leaning here um, for for the fellows and the Jets uh, coming off a tough tough loss here. Um, you know, the Michael Carter three is favored, but I think the fellows and the Jets um, could pull this off if the, if everything goes their way. All right. So, do we think Joe goes to the waivers and picks up Russell Wilson again? Do you think he risks it? Um, they're playing Vegas 
at home. It's probably a good coming matchup. Off, coming off a, I think he could. I I wouldn't be surprised if we wake up tomorrow morning and and Russell Wilson's been claimed by Joe. Uh, I don't but, know who else. But I also like to think that Joe has learned his lesson, has learned from his past mistakes, and has said he, that when he goes to know. trust a Broncos player, he says, uh, "Actually, <laughs> not this time, Devil." Uh, so I don't know. I'm, yeah, if I'm Joe, maybe I take Daniel Jones or Marcus Mariota. I don't know. Those are it's not a not great option. It's not ideal. Honest, but... um, Marcus Mariota has been, I think. I mean, Marcus Mariota is crazy enough, has been more consistent than Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. You know, and, and his projection's only like two or three points below uh, below that. Yeah. Russ and uh, Marcus Mariota are both playing some you know, some pretty shit defenses. So um, I think it's kind of a push either way. Upside. Um, I mean, ups- the, the Falcons have been scoring more points than the Broncos. So if I'm Joe... I'd probably go Marcus Mariota and hope for the best there. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota outscored Russell Wilson last week, so there's no reason to say that he won't this week. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I trust. Yeah, obviously, I don't. we don't know if Kyler Murray's going to be back this week. It sounds like he will be since he was out for warm-ups. But who knows if he's going to perform? We obviously don't know if Keelan Allen's going to be back, and he's back on a Sunday night too, which is hard regardless I don't know. I feel like I'm tough, just tough, I'm, I'm tough gonna, line. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Joe as well, though. I'm gonna bet against Keith. Sorry, buddy. And the, and the interesting thing here is what what uh, on a win or a loss for for either one of those does to the playoff picture. Um, particularly for uh, Joe, doesn't have much to gain at this point. Um, no, you know, there's there's and no real Keith, escape. Keith there's no real escape in the toilet bowl, I don't think. But We'll talk about, no, about that more he's, here in math, a minute, He's but. mathematically, yeah, I was going to say, he's mathematically eliminated. And, like, Keith would have to score back-to-back 200-point wins and need a lot of help to make the playoffs. So this is just a battle for the bottom, the power bottom. <laughs> um, all right. Let's chat about – oh, I, I'm yeah, I picked Joe. We said that. Let's talk about death taxes and kickers versus the magic school bus. Ooh. Okay, magic eight okay, ball. Okay. Will death taxes and kickers, Genos, boys in oh, what what what's called blue? I don't know. What's his favorite color? Black. I don't know. I don't know. Will they beat the Magic School Bus, Philly's amazing team? Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. All right. Love it, Keith. Oh, Keith's boy. got some. Uh, he's got some spicy some taste. Got some. He's got, he's going to need a wheelbarrow to carry those balls. That's what that's what uh, Tyreek Hill would say. <clears throat> okay, let me pull up this matchup. Oh wow, you're only projected for 80 points right now, guy. Yeah. What's going on here? Well, I've still got two players on bye that I haven't replaced. Mm. It's a tough week for me. Hey, Gino's. I don't Who know. Starting a quarterback this week. Your inside scoop. Who are you starting a quarterback? You gonna stick with Justin Fields against Atlanta? Or are you gonna go back to the Joe Burrow? So Joe Burrow, when they played Pittsburgh, I think it was game one, he had twenty-two points. Um, so I would expect him to get about 
22 points again. Um, I do not think that he's going to have a monster game. Um, Justin Fields is playing Atlanta. Um, and I think could, could continue his success against Atlanta. I think that they found a recipe there. Um, you know, once luck twice, pretty lucky three times feels like they've maybe they figured something out there. Um, and given the, the defense that they're going against, I feel pretty confident in that. So I feel like I've got to roll with the hot hand here. Um, it seems crazy to me that I'd be benching Joe Burrow this late in the season. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I've, yeah. I've got to go. I, I need a big play potential to get me through the bi-week woes here. Um, yeah, I've got Travis Etienne, a... Jalen Waddle, Mike Evans. Uh, my defense is on bye. So I'm going to have to... I want to do some finagling on the waivers and and the free agency and um and and figure this out. The the other piece that could help me a ton is if Jamar Chase comes back, um, which I is which I won't know until probably Thursday or Friday. Well, he didn't go on IR, so IR will be a minimum of four weeks. So yeah. that to me week. told this me that they four. felt like there's a potential he could be back before four weeks. Um. So given that he has been out now, um, he sat out uh, two games and then had the bye week. So that's three weeks. Mm -hmm. This would be week four. So not putting him in IR made me feel like this was the game he could come back. Um, you know, obviously it's it's Tuesday. They'll go back to practice tomorrow. Um, and so we'll start getting an idea of, you know, of his participation in practice. Um, and hopefully I know by, by Thursday or Friday. Um, that's not going to affect any moves I make. I'm going to have to make some moves anyways. And so yeah. we'll see what that looks like. But, um, you know, I, I'm hopeful that I get him back. That'll be a huge boost for me, particularly during this bye week. Um, cause I, I'll be honest, if I don't get him back this week, um, unless I have some monster games, I don't know that I beat, you know? Yeah. It's a tough one. Uh, Sleeper hasn't projected out until week 13, so we'll see. Like I said, I think obviously this week's practice will give us a better idea of that. It's crazy to think that we'd be talking about a running back pair of Antonio Gibson and Tyler Algier might beat you. Um, yeah, this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a really, the bye, the bye week, what did you call it? Bye week blues? Blows, bye week blues. Blows? Blues? Lows? I don't know. Um, this is almost by Mageddon type stuff. Um, sheesh. Yeah. I, I again, Gino, I feel, I feel good about the, the boomer. So Khalil Herbert's out. So I feel you know mm -hmm. pretty solid with the David Montgomery projections. I feel good about Dalvin cook. I feel good about Justin Fields, probably getting more than, than 20 points. Um, <laughs> you know, the big question marks here for me are Terrace Marshall, Mere. uh, tight end, um, Jahan Dotson. So, We'll see. Um, Gus Edwards is questionable currently as well. I'll, I will probably end up moving him into um, into my flex. Um, and if I can get a good day out of him, that'll help. That'll help too. Devin Duvernay is a guy that's on my bench that um, didn't have a great week against New Orleans, but could have a good bounce back against Carolina. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I've got options. I would say, as it stands, uh, I would have to take Gino. You're picking Gino. Okay. I think I'm gonna go Gino as well, just because I didn't realize how how bad the the bye week bug was. Actually, I gotta take it back. I got I gotta go. I gotta go. Me going going yourself. Yeah, I I have. Um, 
Okay. I've been Just betting on myself. Going. I got to keep the good vibes going. Um, those good vibes have gotten me five wins in a row. <laughs> I started one and four, yeah. and now six and four. Um, and so this is here's the seven and four. Let's go, baby. I trust. I trust in my team. I love you guys. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk my matchup: Devontos Inferno versus Moe's Bunghole Burglars. Let's see. All right, Keith. What do you think? Will Will Devontos Inferno get back to their winning ways against the Burglars? Very doubtful. Okay, bold move, Keith. <laughs> bold strategy, Keith. This guy, man, he is just he's he's just upset city this he's week. He's a crazy guy this week. Um, <laughs> just a crazy. He's on, he's, on just, he's on a bender this week. Just a crazy. He's guy. on a bender. He said, "Hey, I'm crazy out for two guy. weeks." By the way, <laughs> here goes here go my pickums. Um. Yeah, uh, the Bunghole Burglars have two quarterbacks rostered, uh, Thomas Brady and Geno Smith. And guess who's on by this week? Tom Brady oh, and Geno right? Smith. So, yeah. um, bo- yes, both of, both of them are on by. So, um, you know, we've talked about this a lot with Mo. Um, Sam just made some kind of roster change while we were talking that jumped him from 70% chance to win to 74% chance to win. I don't know what that, that right. roster move was, but he somehow in live in real time fit on Mo more. <laughs> uh, I, I moved, uh, I put Dallas Goddard's obviously out for a few weeks. So I, uh, I put it in my backup Mooth. The Mooth. So uh, pretty easy here. I got you. <laughs> just, we talked about it enough. Moe's depth's not there. Um, his team's not performing the way he needs to. Um, your team is a juggernaut. You lost last week and beat uh, eight other teams in the loss. So, um, gotta go. Yeah, you. it's a it's a bummer that I'm gonna be out. Kenneth Walker, Tyreek Hill, and Chris Godwin <laughs> three three of my you know big team big big hitters there. But uh, I got Pat Mahomes against the Chargers, who got torched pretty good by Jimmy. Tell me who. If tell Jimmy me who's G- out again this week. For me, yeah, I don't have Kenneth Walker. I don't have so that's one of my running backs. I don't have Tyreek Hill, the number one or number two fantasy receiver, and I don't have Chris Godwin, who finally got his first touchdown last week. But I replaced so them. Kenneth Walker is the sixteen number sixteen running back. Tyreek Hill is the number one receiver. Chris Godwin number thirty four receiver. Dallas Goddard is is injured, but he's the number four tight end. You're missing all those guys. And you are still projected to score 125 points. Yeah, that's good depth, man. I replaced him with uh, Tyreek or Kareem Hunt, so that's I mean, uh, it's tough because he's he's been kind of poor. Uh, but they are getting Deshaun Watson back, so that'll be interesting to see what that usage and utilization looks like. So it, it could go either way. Um, got the you know, obviously King Henry. I, I replaced Tyler Boyd uh, for Tyreek Hill. I'm hoping that. Uh, for my sake, I'm hoping that uh, uh, Jamar Chase doesn't play this week. Sorry, um, just because that that helps me. And then I I put um, MVS into my flex. He had a good week last week. Um, he was the big play guy. Obviously, I mean he had three catches for 60 yards and a touchdown, so 15 points. I mean he's getting the look. So hopefully he can continue that against the Chargers. And then obviously I put in plugged in play Muth, who's been getting good looks. He's gotten. Uh, he got seven targets in back-to-back weeks when he was on, and then they play Cincinnati this week. So I expect that to continue. Um, I'm going to take myself. 
just uh, I, I think that Mo's going to have a tough time about it. His matchups aren't great either. Don't disagree. Mm. All right, Magic 8-Ball. Oh. Hines on my Johnson. Like, sorry, my theory kicked in. Versus Kraft's personal masseuse. One, one sec, sorry. Who- Siri, uh, Siri was trying to call emergency services from my computer. Astronaut oh, well, I already but... shook the Magic 8-Ball. Hines and my Johnson. Will they beat Kraft's personal masseuse? Yes, definitely. Oof. All right. Wow. Keith has taken Carl with vigor. Carl with vigor. I haven't even looked at this one. This is going to be a good matchup again. This um, is the game of the week uh, nominee, uh, the early, you know, way too early game of the week. Um, you know, I, I, you looked up and down the, these rosters Hertz versus Jackson, McCaffrey versus Eckler, uh, Saquon versus Miles Sanders, Hopkins versus uh, AJ Brown, CeeDee Lamb versus Amon Ross St. Brown, George Kittle versus <laughs> Tyler Higby, Kadarius Tony versus George Pickens. Um, Carl's going to have to pick up a kicker. Uh, but then the Eagles defense versus the Broncos defense, th- this is a, uh, I mean, this is even as it's, I think I've seen a matchup all season. Um, and the, the point projections here have Fred currently winning by 0.79 points. Wow. I, mine, I'm seeing yeah. Carl up uh, 134.82 for Fred has 133.05. What are you seeing? One thirty-three point one one for Carl. One thirty-three point nine zero for for Fred. I'm seeing one thirty-four. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder what happened. What changed in the time that we had those? Uh, I wonder if he plays. I wonder if Carl. Do you think Carl plays Tony this week, or do you think he f- switches them out with like Devin Singletary, or uh, the other one he could play is Jacoby Myers as well. DJ Moore trade goes through. Who who is he gonna uh, have a DJ yeah, Moore trade? Play. Um Deontay Johnson. Get, uh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I think he he's sticks with Kadarius Tony. I don't think it's a bad choice. Um you know, my um I have some concern here about um production from two from a couple different players on each side. Um you know, if he gets Hawkinson in that trade, then um, that eases that tight end concern a little bit, but uh, I think Hawkinson's going to get targets. It's just yardage. Um, I don't know that CD Lamb has the performance that he just had as a former CD Lamb owner. Uh, I can tell <laughs> you that's pretty hit or miss. Um, he's only had one, one, the, he's the only had piece, one single digit game all year, though. Sure. Yeah. I just don't like, I just don't think he's getting 36 or whatever he got again. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I 15, 20 points is good, but I don't, I don't think he's liable to pop off. So I think it's going to be tight. Um, Fred's lost two in a row. Carl's won like I don't know four or five. Like it's, he's, he's won quite a bit. Um, so I'm just going to win Carl here. I like his matchups a little bit better, um, and I like the big play potential of some of his guys a little bit better than Fred. Yeah, that running back duo of uh, Saquon and McCaffrey is scary. And then obviously D Hop and C D Lamb, they I mean they could go off at any point too. The interesting thing to Carlos see there well. will be will McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. They are Yeah, what what that split looks like. Yeah, and it, it's it was much more of a split than I thought it was gonna be. Um 
So I'll be interested to see how that develops or progresses, if that's a one-off thing or if that continues, uh, if he continues to poach um, carries and targets from, from CMC. I'm also going to go Carl here too. Um, but let's dive into our lock of the week. You want to spin Keith's wheel first yep. or however we want to do that? We'll spin the wheel. All right, so I have put all of the teams uh, on a on a wheel, and I'm going to spin it, and whatever comes up with is Keith's lock of the week. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Hines on my Johnson, lock of the week. Wow, borrow. Okay, I am. Uh, I'm gonna bet on myself this week. This is the first time I'm doing that in a while. I think uh, I'm going betting on myself. Did we, did, did we say we couldn't pick the same? No, I we mean we can't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think it's a big deal if we do. Okay, well, I'm picking you. You're the lock. I, I don't think there's a. I don't think the bunghole burglars have a a snowball's chance in hell of of beating you. So. All right, dog of the week. Spin again. Technically a, spinning, spinning, is, is spinning, spinning. Wow. Wow, are you ready for this? Yeah. Keith's dog of the week, the Michael Carter three. <laughs> Betting on himself. Betting on himself. Mmm. Okay. Um, is Gino technically an underdog against you? No, Gino's. No, I'm the dog. Well, right now, right? I mean, he he has a 73% projection to beat me right now. So no, I don't think no matter wow. what I do to my roster, I don't think I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm picking me as my as the dog. So technically, Joe is the dog against Keith right now. So I'm gonna pick Joe as my dog. There we yeah. go. That works out. And I need all the good vibes I can get, so I'm picking myself as dog. Let's go. Good vibes only. All right, sleeper of the week. Uh, I have a wheel that I will spin for Keith. This is a random NFL generator, so it is just going to generate a random NFL player's name, and that will be Keith's sleeper of the week. Uh, Sleeper of the week is George Kittle again. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do another one, or should we? And then that just rolls it. All right. Actually, hey, I'll tell you what. George Keep George Kittle. We'll, we'll, we'll let him pick two. All right, all right. All right. Just because I'm having fun with it. Yeah. Hopefully, let me write it down. Kittle. Okie doke. And we're going to spin again. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel. If it's a defensive player, I'm going to ignore it and spin again. Wow. All right. His secondary sleeper of the week is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson does not sleep during massages. We know that. Is is he even going to play this week? I mean, I would assume he is, right? Um, I I don't. This is when he can come back, right? This is when he can come back. Yeah, he's he. This is his first week eligible to play. He's Uh, like just been allowed back in the facility this week. Yeah, I mean, I would assume he's he's been eligible to practice. Um. I'm, so, I'm rostering him in a league just so other people can't roster him. Um, so that's the only league I can, get, I can so, pick him up in. Let's see. Watson can make his 2022 season debut in week 13 at Houston. Oh, week 13. Okay, so so Kiefer's got a uh, 
a big sleeper. <laughs> it will be impressive if Deshaun Watson scores more it. than zero points. I guess we should do it one more time. Just for fun, these. I didn't think it was week 11. I thought it. it was week 13, but. I mean, that's what it says on Sleeper. I it very well. Could, I, mean, I know he's allowed to practice this week. I keep getting defensive players. This is just embarrassing at this point. Give me defensive player again. I mean, I guess you could put the Ravens defense technically, but. All right, Aaron Rodgers. That's a good one. Fine. We're, That's a good we're one. rolling with it. George Kittle, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. We gave you three. Classic. Classic. All Classic. right, let me. Love it. Oh Lord, I haven't even prepared for this. Prepared for this segment yet? I'm gonna keep the good vibes train rolling. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's hear. It. I was gonna pick him last week. I was telling. Kamish, before we started, that I was going to pick him as my sleeper last week, um, but I was afraid to say it. Uh, so for everyone listening, you get this after waivers have processed. So, you know, we can be kind of, you know, blunt and transparent about, about things and not really worried that we're going to impact the league. Uh, amongst the three of us, we are doing this before waiver claims are submitted. And so there's a level to which I don't think that we're completely honest on this show. Um, about who we like uh, or maybe don't play people up as much if we are worried that somebody else is going to go after them. Um, so for me, that was Justin Fields. I um, I didn't downplay him, but I didn't talk about him. I didn't make him my sleeper because I didn't. Um, Keith was in, in need of a quarterback, um, and I didn't want to, uh, to risk that. So I'm going this week. Justin Fields, I need a... 35, 40 point performance again, if I'm going to have any chance of beating Gino, um, got to keep the good vibes rolling. And I really do think that, uh, Justin Fields is a good chance. He's playing Atlanta. Um, the past three weeks he's shown, um, uh, that he can, I mean, he's looking like the, the, the cool, like awesome reincarnation of Mike Vick that doesn't kill dogs. That's what <laughs> Justin Fields is starting to look like. And, um, yeah. And you got to roll with that. He so. doesn't kill he doesn't kill dogs yet. Okay. I'm not, I'm not putting that change. into his, I'm not. I'm not speaking that into existence for Justin Fields. I'm going to let him make those decisions. And I'm just going to say that on the football field, he's looking a lot like Michael Vick. That explosive, um, you know, he's in the, open, in the open field. You're not going to chase him down. Um, he's always kind of had a, a bullet of an arm. They just have not really thrown the ball um, this year. And so they're, they're starting to get comfortable with that. And I think part of that comes in the fact that, like, if the quarterback's running for 120, 130 yards a game. It makes the defense a little bit honest and allows them to also sit back in the pocket and make throws. So go and sleeper there. And hopefully I bought you enough time for you to come up with your sleeper there, Kamish. Not really. Um, <laughs> There's a, you have, think, you have think, the tab open with the uh, random NFL generator. You can just, I know, but I think, I think, <laughs> I think the one I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with uh, Donovan people, Donovan people's Jones. Um, he has outperformed his projections at least to, to some degree every week since week six. So he's wow. on a good streak. Uh, he's getting a lot of good targets, getting, making the most of it. He's only projected for 8.82 against Buffalo. 
I see him likely going for 12 points at least. So not again, not like a, it's not gonna, you know, not crazy, but probably won't enough. save your fan. Won't, won't save your fantasy week, but um, I think it's a good pick. I like it. I have I like him it. in a few leagues. I don't know how to spell Donovan. Don. Oh man. Okay. Let's talk playoffs because this is a fun. I mean, we're getting, we're probably way over on our normal time, but I think this is cool. I found this website, Philly. Um, it's called Fantasy Football Hub. I don't know if I shared it. Um, in should I share my screen? Do you think that's you want to see it? Probably. Sure. Not sure. Yeah. So this is called Fantasy Football Hub. Basically, what you do is you take your you take your you pick your league, you put your league ID in, and then it gives you power rankings, playoff machine, playoff odds, your schedule comparison, and your weekly odds. Um, so we're going to take a look at our playoff odds for this, and it, it pulls up all of our team names, and then shows you like what percentage or what chance that you could finish in any of the places um, one through ten in our league. Um, and so it's kind of some cool projections. Like technically, they've given Kiefer a zero percent like the probability of him making the playoffs is zero when really it's technically possible. I mean, he would have to win out. Carl would have to lose out. You know, there's lots of things that have to happen here. And he also has to beat Carl or has to outscore Carl like 400 points in the next two weeks. So, you know, possible, but not, uh, uh, not likely. So it's just kind of cool looking at where people could potentially fall. Uh, for instance, Philly, you have a 2% chance of finishing second still. Um, so, you know, shoot high, aim high for, yeah. for that. Um, and it's looking like they're, they're, they're projecting you to finish somewhere third or fourth, most likely. Yeah. And I've got a 99% interesting chance ones, of making the playoffs, which is. Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, it's pretty good, pretty good metrics. Um, I think the interesting ones is when we start looking at the ones that are in that, you know, anywhere from eight to, to five range. Um, we see that, we see that Mo has a pretty much, uh, a pretty high chance of finishing six in the league or now. No, 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 no. Mo has a, he's pretty even across the board, but they have him projected to finish eighth, which is a uh, kind of telling, um, or he has like a 54% chance to finish eighth in the league, which is, uh, and a 23% chance to, to make think the playoffs. About. Yeah. So it's, uh, pretty nutty. And then looking at like Gino with his win this week has him at basically 60% chance of finishing, um, in sixth place, um, but that that again could all change here, you know, with with a win and a loss. Uh, Austin's on the outside looking in with a basically a forty eight percent chance, um, and so yeah, it's just a kind of an interesting thing to look at and where people could fall. Um, I think yeah, you guys are Fern with his win almost 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 locks up second place um, with that. And I think let's take a little bit of a look at now at the playoff machine, which I think is kind of fun. Because it'll kind of give us some projections for for what we want. Um, so what do we say? We said we picked. Uh, where do we we both pick uh, Joe to win over Keith? Yes. Yeah. And we picked myself over Mo. We I think we both picked we Fern picked, over Austin. Yeah, we picked, uh, yeah, we Fern. Yeah. We both we'll, picked. We went with uh, you. Well, I, I picked, picked me. Gino, you picked we'll, Gino. But we'll two of your, you picked Gino. We'll go so go Gino. Pick. Gino, and then I think we all went Carl, right? Yeah. So if we did the the playoff machine for this week, 
Um, this would have Mo missing out on the playoffs, and it would have um, Carl all the way up into third place, which is kind of a a crazy, crazy thing to to think about where Carl was just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, Carl, Carl and I are, are are similar here. I think you know we we I think we're both one and four um, start the season and have have <laughs> climbed our way back um, to to pretty respectable odds. Can you, so. Also, we have two weeks left. So we have this week, and then we have week 12, which is rival, rivalry, rivalry week. week. Um, rivalry week. And so I'd be interested to see... Um, I know that there's more than just um, than just my game, but you know, if we looked ahead to, to week 12, um, just some... Just not even looking at rosters, but let's just say uh, Carl beats uh, Keith. Okay. Um, Fern beats Gino. Um, Austin beats Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Ty. <laughs> Austin beats Mo. Um, Philly beats uh, Joe, and um, you beat KPM. So um, that gets me in. Now flip flop me and Joe. I'm just interested to see if I lose back to back weeks, what that does to me. I'm still in. Put this down. Puts you down at fifth. Let's see. Austin, I'm fine. As long, as, I'm, as long as I'm top six, I don't care where I'm at. If Austin wins, yeah, it doesn't really change much. If Mo were to win, doesn't change much. Mo would basically, I think Mo would basically need to win back-to-back weeks, and Gino would need to win. So basically, Mo and Gino have to win out for you to miss out on the playoffs. And And I have to lose out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Pretty crazy. So, so really, if I can, if I can pull a win out this week or next week, um, and one of them loses uh, one of these games, then I've got a pretty good. Uh, so this one has a this one has you as a sixty two percent chance of winning this week against uh, against uh, against Gino. Interesting. Your standard deviation is just a little bit higher than your average score. I think it basically goes off average. These odds are calculated purely from the history of each team's score this year. It does not take projections or buys into account. It uses that data to run 4,000 Monte Carlo simulations of each matchup. So hmm. of 4,000 matchups, it looks like you win 62% of the time, which is pretty good. It's not too bad. I win 92% of the time against Mo. But again, this is not taking into account projections or buys. So, yeah. uh, don't don't take this for, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, power rankings, I don't know, not much probably for us to look at here. Uh, has you fifth in the power rankings? Not too bad. Just slightly behind Fern. So Carl the interesting thing the here, um, to me, is you know, as we're looking at this, um, is the bottom half of the league is. Um, there's two that are pretty pretty solidified. Um, a lot of stuff would have to go right for Keith. I mean, Keith would have to have basically two, almost 200-point weeks um, mm-hmm. with, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Gino and Austin losing out <clears throat> and having terrible scoring performances. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's figure it out real quick. So we got Keith, Michael Carter the third. We need him to win... I think Mo would have to lose probably. Yeah, we have to have Mo lose, um, Austin lose. 
Fern Fern would have to win. Give me the win there. You would have to win. I don't think the Carl's Carl will have really to matters. lose. He needs to go. Oh, he needs them to finish five and seven. So we need Keith to win there. We need Fern to win. We need so Keith. So in week twelve, Keith over win. Carl, Fern over Gino, Mo over Austin. This one, this one doesn't over matter. Joe. <clears throat> And then doesn't it, it doesn't matter for you. You and so this would be there'd be friend. a three-way tiebreaker, a three-way tiebreaker here, and the tiebreaker. So you, you uh, need what? If, what if um, what if uh, Kamara's Gridiron Gang wins over Mo in week twelve? Yeah, that still doesn't. So I, I mean, there's a five-way tiebreaker then for. Yeah, so it's it looks like points. So um, yeah, it's gonna be points. It's gonna be points four. That's gonna be the the big one. And if you're tied on that, it's like I think there is this like points against. Um, let me see what it was. I texted it to Keith this morning because we were chatting about it. Um, so here's the here's the tiebreaking procedure for the playoffs for for those of you who don't know. It goes overall record, obviously, and then it's points for and then higher points against. So basically, if you, uh, I think, well, I don't even know. I haven't looked at. I can pull this up. So if you, if so, if uh, let's just say it's Keith and Mo. If Keith had fifteen hundred yeah. points scored against him and Mo had fourteen hundred points, Keith would get the tiebreaker there because yes. he, in theory, faced a tougher opponent. Yep, had a, I guess, had a tougher stronger, schedule. stronger strength, strength schedule. schedules. <laughs> Precisely. This is kind of fun, though. I thought this was yeah, I no, this awesome. was interesting. I was, I was building like I was building a spreadsheet where I was just kind of tracking it on my own and doing my own calculations this way. But this is so much easier because it's already built out and I don't have to do the math, uh, yeah. which is great. We can yeah. um, maybe we can we can load this into the um, into the into the chat tomorrow once once we've kind of yeah. released the, <laughs> the the pod. Maybe midday tomorrow we'll put this in the chat so um, you all know you know what we're talking about and you can you can look at it yeah. yourself. Um, but it, it is interesting to see, um, you know, again, that, that kind of comes down to, you know, it feels like, um, there's, it's pretty locked that Joe and Keith are going to be in the toilet bowl. Um, it's just kind of a, it, it's kind of a decision right here on, on Mo Austin, um, and Gino of who, um, those three will be fighting for sixth place. As it currently sits, unless uh, unless a lot of craziness happens in the next two weeks, it looks like though yeah. one of one of those three will escape and and make the playoffs, and one of those three uh, or two of those three will will be in the toilet bowl. Um, you know, looking looking at that, and we're talking about the you know we have the hot seat coming up as the next segment. Um, you know, who do you have? We we've joked a long time about um, about Joe's team getting hot. Uh, in the toilet bowl or, you know, in, in the playoffs. And, um, you know, for, unfortunately for Joe for the past two years, it's, it, his team's gotten hot at the right time to avoid him getting the punishment, but not at the right time for him to make the playoffs. And so, you know, we look at, um, at, at last week's scores, um, Keith had uh, scored 130. So he would have outscored Joe. Um, Joe's team is, is getting, kind of hot but do we think it's enough to sustain them um i i personally 
uh, we're kind of, I guess, maybe transitioning down to to hot seat a little bit. Um, but for, for me, it's Mo. Um, just based on the overall roster build and the and the points scored, um, I have a hard time feeling like like Mo is going to be able to get through um, that that toilet bowl gauntlet. Um, yeah, I think I think that's I think I think you're absolutely right. I think Mo I think Mo should be nervous. Um and I think I think Austin should be nervous too. We added Austin this week to the hot seat. Um I think it's going to depend on how fast Cooper Cup can come back from injury. Um he's out at least 4 weeks. So if we're looking at the projections now, he's out um will be out the last 2 weeks of the season at a minimum. And then he'll be out round one of the toilet bowl or the first round of the playoffs, depending on where Austin finishes. And uh, I don't, I'm not confident that Austin can uh, right now would be Keith against uh, Austin. And I don't know if, if uh, Austin could beat Keith without, um, without Cooper cup at, at least the first two weeks. And then he still has to go, you know, two weeks after that. And who knows if Cooper cup's going to be ready then. So, yeah. So the, the, way, the, the way the bracket currently sits, if, um, if things kind of finish in in this way would be Joe versus Mo in round one, which is weeks thirteen and fourteen, and Keith versus Austin in round one, which is thirteen and fourteen, and then the finals of the toilet bowl are actually weeks fifteen and sixteen. That's the semifinals for um, the playoffs. Um, so you know if we assume that um, that Joe beats Mo and that Keith beats Austin based on Cup being out, if he gets cut back for for week fifteen. Um, you know, he'd have a decent arsenal to go against Mo, um, in that, in that, uh, toilet bowl, um, the King shit, uh, last place game. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm one of those two teams, I'm nervous. I, I think, I think Joe and I think Joe is probably the team that will be the, the most safe during the the toilet bowl i don't know um we'll see what happens and how this plays out i mean heck joe could finish ninth place still um i think technically right i don't know could he where could he finish what's the what's the best that that joe could finish this is three and uh nine so he could technically well the so the best he could technically finish is ninth over keith Yes, yeah, he cannot. Yes, because Austin has four. Keith so. has to lose out. Keith has to lose out, and then Joe has to win out. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into our our lone mailbag of the day. <laughs> our lone mailbag. Mail time. Got a, a twofer from uh, Gino. Um, first question he has is: Should the fumble have counted? Um, the first question is for me is which fumble uh, I'm <laughs> assuming he's talking about the lateral by Devonta Smith that was picked up by Casey tool. I want to say, and, and obviously cost Joe the game and got, uh, Gino the win. Um, yes, it should have counted. That's a, that's a fumble. If you're asking about the missed face mask penalty on Dallas Goddard that also injured his shoulder, on the same play on the, the missed call, uh, no, that fumble should not have counted. So depending on depending on uh, which fumble you're talking about, uh, that is your answer. If you're talking about the Josh Allen fumble in the end zone for the Vikings to uh, 
seal an un, un, improbable comeback, um, then yes, that should have counted as well. So I think really the, the theme here is yes, the fumble should have counted. Um, we're not sure which one, but unless, uh, unless it was Dallas got, then it should not it, have counted. Should not have counted. Um, did you watch, did you see that one? Did you see that? Did, did you watch the I did game not. last night? <laughs> you, it was I watched, a, I watched the tail uh, end. I watched, um, I watched Taylor Heineke, uh, which uh, just a side note, um, I, I don't know how you feel. I'm going to assume how you feel based as an Eagles fan, but um, the the penalty, you could call it ticky-tack, uh, the one on Heineke for, for when he took a knee uh, and they hit him. Uh, if you, you know, are a yeah, professional a... football player, if you're a veteran, um, and you're in that big of a, of a of a spot, you have got to have more self-awareness to know oh, yeah. that you can't hit the quarterback um, and we see it all the time, you know, the, the rule is a defenseless player or if a player's given themselves up uh, about making contact. And so if you are uncertain, it's not, it wasn't a bang, bang play, right? It wasn't a play where um, Heineke took a knee right as the, the sack was coming in. He still had three or four steps they had to take to get to Heineke. And he, Heineke is down on his knee. So he lowered his body to the ground to make contact with him. Um, you know, you've got to do something and we see that, see it when players go out of bounds, receivers or running backs go out of bounds. Um, uh, we see this play happen a lot where, you know, or, or think about how quick of a play a kickoff is or a punt return is when someone calls a fair catch on a punt and you've got somebody barreling down and they have to stop right in that person's face and not make contact. It's possible. If you're worried about the person being down or not, you can two hand touch them. But that's to me, yeah. it's completely on the defensive player. Just not having the the awareness in the situation to to avoid that. Um, great. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't think he really meant for that to be a penalty, but good job on on Taylor Heineke for just for yeah. putting yeah. himself in that position. Brandon, uh, Brandon Graham tried to hold up a little bit there at the end. They said that they said they heard the whistle late too. They said the referee blew the. I mean, you know, however you want to however you want to look at it. Uh, at the end of the day, I, uh, I listened to the interview after the game with with BG and he was like, yeah, that's on me. And that's totally fair. But I mean, the Eagles should have put that game away way earlier. Quez Watkins had a 60 yard catch that he caught, uh, got up, he fell down, got up and started running again and then fumbled it. And Washington picks it up. You know, AJ Brown had a ball go right through his hands after on a 60 yard pass. You know, there's plays all over the mist, uh, on the plate that Dallas Goddard fumbled, the umpire standing right in front of him and misses the face mask. You know, there's things that go either way. At the end of the day, it's not a big deal. The first place Eagles are still in first place. Uh, I'd rather get a loss out of the way now and not have to worry about losing in the Super Bowl if we get there, right? So, yeah, I feel that. I would have obviously obviously loved to have not lost to the Commanders and lost to, you know, someone outside the division, but... (laughs) I, I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the birds are too worried about it. Uh, we definitely, definitely, definitely need Jordan Davis back, though. And I think that was abundantly clear watching us get torched by Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Fletcher Cox is getting top ten defensive tackle money, and he's the ranked forty six out of sixty six eligible defensive tackles. So, oh, that for you. As much as I love Fletcher Cox. Um, we are sorely missing uh, Jordan Davis, our, our first-round draft pick right now. Um, so, tough, tough, tough scenes in the trenches for for the Eagles. Um, but like I said, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. While we're talking and our team, Saints- I do have to I do have to ask uh, two. 
was that was the Vikings sure. Bills game of the year? You're nodding oh, your head. You yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was. Uh, I thought you were going to ask both questions. Uh, I think it was. I, I mean, that was the most exciting game that I've seen so far. Um, so I, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would say it was game of the year for me. I um, I was, I was watching it. I um, I had to go and, and visit some family and um, got a haircut and you know just looking good. But um, I was, I was leaving. Um, my sister in law um, works at a hair salon. Um, she's does amazing, amazing hair, but she, she cut my hair. And so my wife was getting her hair done. And I said, all right, I'll go run. I was going to get them Starbucks and then, um, head back to my in-laws house and, and just kind of hang out. And I was watching it. Kurt gets stopped at the, the goal line. I personally don't think he was in. Um, so I think, I think that was a fair call, but, um, he gets stopped and I just turned it off and I said, you know what? We took the bills to, um, two minutes. We were down 17. We were six inches from, mm-hmm. from, um, from getting, from getting the, the win or, or from getting the go ahead score. And, um, you know, that to me told me that we were for real. There's a lot of questions about whether the team was were frauds, who we played, the wins we'd had. It does concern me the amount of times we have to come back. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, we also sometimes the the football gods are on your side, and sometimes you just have a a season where everything goes right, and I think that's kind of the season we're having. And I turned it off, and a buddy had been texting me about as a Vikings fan, and about um, we've been texting back and forth the whole game. And I said, you know what, like it's a tough loss, but I um, I think we're for real, and I think we can make a strong playoff run, and I think this will, you know, help um, help us moving forward. And he just texted me, what the fuck? Did you turn it off? <laughs> and so I immediately was like, oh no, I missed something. So I pulled it back up and they were reviewing at that point, they were reviewing uh, the fumble and whether it was a touchdown and I uh, lost it. And then obviously, you know, from there, the, 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 the series to get there. I mean, the, the, the second question I was going to have is, um, is that the greatest catch of all time? And if it's not, where does it, what ranks above it? Um, so I, I know the easy answer there probably is the OBJ catch, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I know he's getting held in that play and he scored a touchdown, but fourth and eighteen. Um, it's a it's a pretty clutch pretty clutch with, play. with the defender. He's the defender had there, two hands in the ball. Yeah, there's a there's some there's some good plays uh, there. I mean, even heck, Stephon Diggs had a really nice one handed catch earlier earlier on in the game too. So I mean. That was a good one. There was another one-handed catch I had seen. George Pickens had a good one earlier this year. Yeah, George Pickens had a really good one. I think Devonta Smith had a really good one. I just I mean, think you combine good, uh, you combine the outstretched. I mean, he almost looked yeah. like OBJ with how far back he was stretched. So, I mean, the the defender had two hands in the ball. He he comes on one-handed and somehow maintains possession of the ball. I, it was it was absolute insanity. The scenario, I mean, the situ- the situation makes makes it a good. I mean, right? Like, can you imagine if OBJ's catch was on a fourth down? Right? Like, right? Just like the the situation makes the catch too, and I think that that's part of it. But yeah, I mean, it's probably got to be at least a top ten. I I would need to go back and because I'm obvious. I mean, there's obviously recency bias that I'm sure contributing to but because like everyone's like oh what about the immaculate reception and i was like wasn't born don't really care <laughs> yeah, um, <doesn't> matter. <laughs> yeah i was like no oh, one cares like, i'll go watch the tape 
but like uh, I can watch it on this grainy ass, you know, video. <laughs> I mean, not not that that wasn't a great catch right. by any means, but like again, it's like if it's not part of my lifetime, it's hard to hard to like put in a like what it feels like in the moment too. So no, it was a hell of a play. Um, Justin Jefferson is like the next coming of Randy Moss, and I I would uh, I think another guy who's going to be a, a great receiver and not this year's draft, but next year's draft will be Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Who's, uh, I mean, I think he's going to be better than his dad, which is saying something because Marvin Harrison uh, was, is one of like a phenomenal. He was one of my favorite wide receivers growing up. So uh, he's got, he's got big shoes to fill, but I think he's got it. So we'll see, yeah. but all right. Gino's wow. second great, question was, great. will you trade me Joey B? And um, I mean, listen, my, my inbox is open. Um, you're gonna have to present me a hell of an offer, but uh, what if what if uh, what if Gino gets the French spelling of Burrow tattooed on him? Would you trade him for like free? Wow, I I I'm, I maybe might he gets like that. maybe he gets maybe he gets it on like a finger Burrow like right on his finger. That'd be pretty funny, or maybe a lip tat of Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Gino? Can't wait for when he has to take the wedding photos with that. <laughs> I, I would consider it. I would hmm. straight up tattoo for Joe. It's got to be a visible spot, though. It can't be. Um, it can't be like hidden away on his rib cage or something. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Think like a finger. I would. I don't think about it. Is it is it worth thinking my season what, to see? What about a lip tattoo? You know how some girls get daddy tattooed on their lip? I would, you know I would do a lip burrow? tattoo, but I would also need somebody. But I wouldn't need like a one-for-one one player. Like you could give me somebody and then get a lip tattoo. I'll have to look at his roster. Gino, send me offers. <laughs> well, that that concludes... This concludes another great episode of Friends and Low Expectations, Season 2, Episode 9. Um, Philly? Great, great show. Obviously, we yeah. missed having Keith here, but uh, I think we held it down. I think we did a great job. Well, friends, uh, stay tuned next week. We have another guest next week. Uh, we're excited to have another special guest. Obviously, we will, we will, we're still in the the legal battle with Keith's legal team, but uh, it'll most likely be uh, myself in Philly again, and then our special guest. Um, so stay tuned for that, and just remember, folks, keep your standards low and your expectations lower. And we will see you next week. I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. You be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket. Spit a couple raps. I get a check of Johnny Cash. Did I smash it? I let your mama rob my sunglasses. Nobody gonna fuck with me like that.